0: Alright. Yes, Minister Malcolm, when you broke with Elijah Muhammad back in March, you said it was because the black Muslims were too narrowly sectarian and inhibited, and because Elijah Muhammad had become blindly jealous of you and the personal
1: following you had gathered. Mm-hmm. At that, I said the first part, but the last part, I didn't say that Elijah Muhammad himself had become blindly jealous. I mentioned that it was his family and the officials in Chicago. Everything that I said always was designed to protect Mr. Muhammad himself, primarily because the image that he had created uh, was the image that enabled his followers to remain strong in faith and things of that sort. And I didn't want to see any uh, adverse effect or negative result uh, develop um, in the faith of all of his followers. Mm -hmm. But actually, uh, despite the fact that I tried to protect the Muslim movement, If you'll notice, they uh, use their newspaper to slander me and to label me as a hypocrite and uh, as a rebel, and Mr. Muhammad himself said that I defected. Well, in reality, I never even left the Muslim movement. They put me out, and they put me out because of what I knew, and what I knew was told to me by Mr. Muhammad's son, uh, Wallace Muhammad himself. They put me out, and they put him out.
0: Well, now, first of all, let's find out what it is that Wallace Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad's son, told you.
1: Well, uh, number one, if you notice, the the stick that I always used in presenting, representing, and defending the Muslim movement was the fact that it had the ability to to reform the morals of the so-called Negro community. It eliminated drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, fornication, adultery, loose sex, sexual behavior which meant that uh, i eliminated bastard babies, illegitimate children. Well, as long as I knew that this was what it represented, and it gave me a strong stick, I could represent it and defend it. But uh, we had a law which uh, meant, which means, which was, that uh, whenever any uh, Muslim became involved in any kind of sexual relationship with someone to whom they weren't married, that person would be brought before the Muslim community humiliated and then isolated for from one to five years. This was our law. Well, uh, in 1954, a teenage sister left Detroit and became one of Mr. Muhammad's personal secretaries. And uh, there in the Chicago office, she became pregnant after being there for a year. And uh, she was brought before the Muslim community and humiliated and isolated. And uh, a, year, a year later, another secretary, this time one from uh, Lansing, Michigan, Uh, Came to Chicago. She also became pregnant. She was brought before the community and humiliated and isolated and Because the other person was never brought forth during this uh, court session. It was uh, Concluded by all of Mr. Muhammad's followers that it was a non-Muslim who was the other party well, we grew so rapidly until that in 1957 or 58 the uh, secretarial staff was expanded to I think eight teenage sisters In 1959, six of them disappeared. Two of them reappeared in Philadelphia about two or three months later, and they were all right. Uh, The other four reappeared in 1960. All four of them had babies. All four of them had uh, become involved with someone and become pregnant and had these children. So it was, uh, from what I now know, when the four of them got back to Chicago and began to compare notes, they found that the same man, had told all of them the same story and had made all of them pregnant that the same man was the father of all four of their children and had also been the father of the ch- children brought forth by the two secretaries who preceded them mm-hmm. so this story was kept among these sisters until 1962 two of them rebelled uh, against uh, the person who was responsible and began to tell the story all over the city of Chicago it caused many of the Muslims in the Chicago mosque to leave and go back out in the street. They knew it, and uh, it, I knew nothing about it until 1963, when um, Mr. Mohammed's son, who had been in prison, uh, came out, and he was—he had been a minister, and he was very religious and spiritual, and when he began to hear these rumors around Chicago, he went to one of the sisters, and the sister admitted to him that the rumor was true, and uh, it was he who first told me about it, and when he told me about it, I, took, I wrote to Mr. Mohammed and told him about it, and he admitted that he had a knowledge of it and that uh, he'd given me a religious explanation that would fit into prophecy and all of that, so I was quiet. And it wasn't until October of uh, 1963 that it came up again. And when it came up again, I realized that the same person who had uh, made these other sisters pregnant was still busy doing the same thing. He hadn't stopped. Two of the sisters had two children by the same man. And one of, the two, one of those two sisters was pregnant still, getting ready to have a third child by the same man. So when it was known uh, among the Chicago officials that I had a knowledge of this, they become very fearful of me. They became very antagonistic toward me, and they, tr- they had to do something to diminish the authority that I had for fear that if this became public knowledge, the followers would leave the Muslim movement and follow me. And it was at that time that they used the statement that I made against President Kennedy as a pretext to cut my authority and... Uh, Some other things happened that finally uh, produced the split or forced the split. And when I made the split, the only reason that I didn't make this public knowledge was I knew the implications and I I felt that if the uh, Muslims who were in the uh, Nation of Islam knew it, that which enabled them to be so strongly religious and uh, exercise moral discipline would be shattered and it would cause all of them to go right back and start doing the things that they had been doing previously.
0: Who is the father of all of these various children whom you have enumerated?
1: Uh, The first one to tell me who the father was was Wallace Muhammad, and he told me that the father was Elijah Muhammad himself. One of the sisters, uh, he went to the home of one of the sisters, and when he walked in the door, she said, I want to let you see something. And she uh, showed him her child. She said, here's your brother, and your father is the one, your father is the father of this child. And then I questioned the sisters myself, because I was shook up. And they admitted to me that Elijah Muhammad was the father of their children, and I took it to him. And it was at that time he told me that he was Muhammad, the prophet, and that Muhammad had nine wives. He also told me that he was David, he was the modern David, and that, he, that he was the modern Solomon, and that he, he was meant, it was meant for him to fulfill today all of the things that they did back there.
0: And how many of these illegitimate children did he father with the
1: sisters? Well, he made uh, six sisters pregnant they all had children two of those six had two children uh uh, one of those two is having a child right now i am told that there is a seventh sister who is supposed to be in mexico right now and she's supposed to be having a child by him for one thing when you first separate from your wife it's a physical separation but it's not psychological you still have feelings for her and you protect her Uh, but after the physical separation has taken place for a while it becomes a psychological separation It was the same way with me and the Muslim movement. When I first separated, it was a physical separation, but my feeling was still there. And it was only after my trip uh, into the Muslim world and and my pilgrimage to Mecca that I really was able to uh, exercise the objective uh, approach to it that enabled me to see that something had to be done to bring this to light. Otherwise, a whole lot of innocent people would be killed needlessly.
0: Well, these revelations that you are now making about Elijah Muhammad, what effect should they have on his following?
1: Well, I very much doubt that any of his followers who really uh, are aware of what he has done would continue to follow him. Uh, He may try and justify it by saying that he's a Muslim, a Muslim, and that a Muslim has a right to these wives. If this were the case, these sisters should not have been humiliated. These sisters have been looked upon for the past uh, five years, or six years, or seven years, as uh, being guilty of having committed uh, fornication. They have been debased, they have been degraded, I have, heard he, I have heard him, himself, refer to them as having disgraced him. So if they were his wives, he should have given them a position of respect, so that all of his followers would re- respect them and that they would have, his, have the protection of his followers today. Well,
0: do you feel that you then, perhaps, now should take over the leadership of the black Muslims?
1: No, I have no desire to take over the leadership of the black Muslims, and I have never had that desire. But I do have this desire, I have a desire to see the Afro-American in this country get the human rights that are his due. I believe that the Islam religion is the best religion for our people because it creates unity and it gives one uh, uh, dignity and and, uh, racial confidence and all of these things that are necessary to make a complete human being. Are you
0: not perhaps Afraid of what might happen to you as a result of making these revelations?
1: Oh yes, I probably am a dead man already. What but, do you mean? Uh, well, uh, when you know, when you understand the makeup of the Muslim movement and the psychology of the Muslim movement, as long as uh, any, if I, I myself, in if, by having confidence in the leader of the Muslim movement, if someone came to me, and I had no knowledge whatsoever of what had taken place, and they told me what I'm saying, I would kill them, myself. The only thing that would prevent me from killing someone who made a statement like this, they would have to be able to let me know that it's true. Now, if anyone had come to me other than Mr. Muhammad's son, I never would have believed it even enough to look into it. But I had been around him so closely, I had seen indications of its, of, its, uh, of the reality of it, but my religious sincerity made me block it out of my mind.
0: Have you received threats on your life? Oh,
1: yes. Uh, I first received threats on my life in December. Uh, rather, no, yes, in December. No, not in December, in January. When, I, uh, when it first became known that I had uh, came back to come back to New York and told the captain of the fruit in New York, who was my right-hand man formerly, and also the secretary of the New York mosque and the minister in Boston, when it became known that I had told them, uh, then uh, an effort was made to shut me up. One brother uh, encouraged to go out to my house and shut me up. And uh, it, Fortunately, it was the brother who was well capable of doing so, but it was a brother who was highly uh, intelligent He was academically equipped to think for himself and what he was told to do didn't add up And fortunately he was the one who put out a feeler to me to find out what was wrong And I opened his eyes and then he opened the eyes of the same crew whose job it is to do this kind of work
0: You mean he was going to kill you?
1: Oh, yes, uh, one of them was uh, an attempt was made to get one of them to wire my car with an explosive that one is with me right now well fortunately while I was among the Muslims I I never uh, lived beyond my means and I have learned how to live within means. and I still have the clothes that I uh, that was provided for me at that time I'm in the house that was provided for me although we're in a court battle they're trying to get it back and I have made this statement to them concerning the house that they could have it if they would take me back that they would permit me to come before the Muslim movement, the rank and file, and explain or defend myself against all of the charges that they've made against me, they could have the house. But uh, they are going contrary to their own laws by standing up in the mosque and indicting me, but never giving me a chance to defend myself. And they say that no one can judge me but Mr. Muhammad. In this case, Mr. Muhammad can't sit as judge because he's involved in the case.
0: Elijah Muhammad says of the Muslims we carry no arms and we do not seek to win victory with arms We do nothing to others
1: that. We would not have done unto us the uh, Two brothers were sent after me with revolvers by Joseph the captain of the fruit in New York they were armed when uh, When a Muslim is attacked and you'll find this to be the pattern When the Muslims were attacked in uh, Monroe, uh, Louisiana, uh, Elijah Muhammad gave no signal to anybody across the nation to come to the defense of their brothers. When our brothers were attacked in Los Angeles, again Elijah Muhammad gave no signal to anybody to come to the defense of those brothers. Never have the Muslims anywhere in the country gotten any kind of instruction from the national office or headquarters on how to defend themselves when they are attacked by outsiders. The only times the Muslims have ever been given any instructions to commit violence is when, is when that violence is directed against a fellow Muslim. His followers are violent against Negroes. Against Negroes? Yes, his, his, his followers will go out and attack another Negro, like they will attack me. Or they will, or they will uh, brutalize a fellow Muslim who breaks the law. But you don't find those same followers going out and becoming involved in the Negro struggle in any way whatsoever. Now, the violence that he accuses me of is my uh, uh, tendency to want to participate in the struggle of the Negro at all levels. This is what he calls violence. One question before we go further with that. Has Wallace Muhammad left the black Muslims? Wallace Muhammad was put out of the uh, Muslim movement right along with me. As far as you are concerned, you will
0: accept the fealty, if you will, of any Negro anywhere under any conditions?
1: Uh, you have to de- define fealty. Uh, you won't want them to give you their loyalty. Not me their loyalty. I'm not seeking for the loyalty of any Negro. But I am seeking that Negroes, for Negroes to learn how to be loyal to themselves. And when the Negro learns how to be loyal to himself, our problem is pretty well solved.
0: Do you feel that that your message, a uh, apparent message of love that you brought back from Islam is, is the real reason they're after you? Because you're not hating as... Hard as they
1: want you to. Well, I never did hate anybody hard. Uh, but, I, but I do know that when I wrote that letter saying that there were white people in Mecca, it shook up a lot of Muslims, because most of the Muslims who follow Mr. Muhammad absolutely believed that it was impossible, physically impossible, I should say divinely impossible, for a white person to go to Mecca. Uh, and my trip there uh, shattered that image or that misconception. Anyone call you directly, Malcolm? I've been receiving calls ever since I left the flag, most of Muslim movement. And what, what sort of calls? Uh, are gonna disenchanted and deal with the fact that these men who are your brothers are making threats against your life? No, because actually it's not their fault. Uh, most of them, now Joseph and the officials, they have a knowledge of what it's all about. But the rank and file Muslim brother does not know what it's all about. Uh, they are, out of religious sincerity, they think that they are doing the will of Allah by protecting a man who I myself taught them was divine. So uh, I don't in any way fault them, but those who are over them and give the orders, and actually the ultimate order comes from Elijah Muhammad himself. As long as I represented the black Muslim movement as uh, an example of morality, unity, and militancy, as long as I could do that, I represented it. It was when I realized that it could not be represented as that that I came on and started working among the non-Muslim Negroes as I announced in in, uh, January, and I had no intention, or rather March, and I had no intention of ever even speaking on this. Had they left me alone, you still wouldn't know what really took place. Why are they threatening your life? Well, uh, primarily because they're afraid that I will tell the real reason that they've been, that I'm out of the black Muslim movement, which I never told, I kept to myself. But the real, real reason is that Elijah Muhammad, the head of the movement, is the father of eight children by six different teenage girls, different, uh, six different teenage girls who were his private personal secretary. But the one who first made me aware of this was Wallace Muhammad, Mr. Muhammad's son. And I had uh, stated in a newspaper article about an effort to take my life back in January, and at that time, the Muslims denied it. In fact, they tried to make it appear to my brother that I was insane. But on a program in Chicago called Hotline, that's moderated by Wesley South, Don Ali, the national secretary, admitted, uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, one of these days last week, that they absolutely were going to kill me.
0: What would you take to protect yourself from this threat?
1: I take no steps, I have a rifle. If anybody comes to my house, without a good reason, I I intend to try and use it, Uh, and that's all. Few of these threats
0: are. Are you concerned about your own life right now?
1: No, I don't worry. i tell you, I'm a man who believed that I died 20 years ago. And I live like a man who is dead already. I have no fear whatsoever of anybody or anything. This is Leon Amir, who was Cassius Clay's secretary, whom they beat unmercifully up in Boston. I was attacked by them uh, in Boston on December the 25th uh uh in the in the lobby uh the, the hotel lobby of the sherry bultmore hotel and uh, um, they're still after me and it was he who heard elijah muhammad jr come to new york when elijah muhammad was at the armory in june of last year junior stood up and told the fruit many of whom are here now also that uh i should have been killed that my tongue should have been put in an envelope and sent back to chicago by now and then clarence the captain from boston and uh, john the captain from springfield came to new york to assassinate me and came to him to get a silencer and couldn't get it so the, the police know this it's not something that's new they just wait until the job is done and then they step in you mean he was going to kill you i wanted you to know that my house was bombed it was bombed by the black muslim movement upon the orders of elijah muhammad now they had come around to, they had planned to do it from the front and the back so that I couldn't get out. They had, they, they covered the front completely, the front door, then they had come to the back, but instead of getting in directly in the back of the house and throwing it this way, they stood at a 45 degree angle and tossed it at the window so it, it glanced and went on to the ground.
0: And I don't know if I walked my husband up or he walked me up, but I remember him pushing me out of the bedroom door and I, I looked to my right, and I saw all of the fire.
1: And the fire hit the window, and it woke up my second oldest baby. Uh, and then, it, But the fire burned on the outside of the house. But it had that fire, it had that one gone through that window, it would have fallen on a six-year-old girl, a four-year-old girl, and a two-year-old girl. And I'm gonna tell you, if it had done it, I'd taken my rifle and gone after anybody in sight. I would not wait. The police know the criminal operation of the black Muslim movement. Because they have thoroughly infiltrated it. That's what I said. The Muslims claim I bombed my house. And if anybody can find where I bombed my house, they can put a rifle bullet through my head. It was my children and my own life and my wife's life that was at stake. You know what the degree, what temperature was? It was about 15 or 20. I stood in my underwear, bare feet, in the middle of my driveway with a gun in my hand for 45 minutes waiting for the police or waiting for the fire department to come. If I want to put on a show, I can find a better sh- way than that to put it on. And if you attack me, that's one thing. I know what to do when you start attacking me. But when you attack sleeping babies, while you are lower than a guy. There has been much written and said about your departure from the black Muslim organization. Uh, could you tell us exactly why you did leave the organization? Well, the exact re- I didn't leave, number one. I was put out, uh, no matter... And since there was no justification for them putting me out, they had to make it appear to the public that I left of my own volition. But it was in February of 1963 that Wallace Muhammad, one of the sons of Elijah Muhammad, pointed out to me that his father had a very serious moral problem, which he had uh, kept a careful secret up to that point. But that uh, when, when uh, I heard about it, I went directly to Elijah Muhammad, we discussed it, he explained it, he even admitted it to me, as well as to his, uh, some of his other children. He discussed it with his other children. But uh, when, and when he gave me his uh, religious interpretation or explanation of it, I accepted it. But about five months went by and Wallace pulled me aside again and told me that his father hadn't changed. He was still involved in the same thing, and he was getting worse rather than better. And I think it had a, a serious effect upon me, subconsciously, if not consciously. Personally, ordered the tax upon you? Oh, yes. In uh, uh, Cassius Clay, the brother that used to be the secretary to Cassius, uh, or as, he, as Elijah Muhammad now calls him, Muhammad Ali Clay, uh, was beaten in Boston recently. And this brother was a captain. He was one of the karate experts who taught karate on, on the entire East Coast, Eastern region. And he was in the inner circle, and he pointed out that in October, he didn't cease being a captain, but his influence or authority was placed beneath that of uh, Clarence, the captain who's in Boston. Clarence was put over Joseph, and shortly after that, as Amir, Leon Amir, testified, uh, Clarence, the captain from Boston, and John, the captain from Springfield, Massachusetts, Came to New York to carry out this so-called assassination, and they came to Leon, looking for a silencer for their gun. Well, see, I understand all of it, but they, and they popped uh, half a block from my house here in the home of Alvin, who's also one of Elijah Muhammad's uh, men, looking for a chance when they could, you know, make their move. But thanks to Allah, they didn't get a chance.